Welcome to the Too Much Content Podcast. I'm your host, George Brown, and I'm joined by my best friends, Stuart and Chris. With so many streaming channels out there today, it's hard to know what to spend your time watching or catching up on those incredible shows your friends and colleagues are talking about, and even if it's worth going to the cinema anymore. So we do it for you. Every episode, we come together to discuss the latest premieres in film and TV, to give you the lowdown on the good, the bad, and the damn right ugly. Without contradicting ourselves, you can listen to us anywhere on the go so we can help you find what's best to watch. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi guys, and welcome back to Too Much Content Podcast. This is episode four. Um, we're going to be talking about Shazam, Fury of the Gods, um, 65, and Cocaine Bear in the film department. And on TV, we're going to revisit The Servant um, for the final episode. We're going to look at um, what else are we going to look at? The Mandalorian and Ted Lasso coming back. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties on episode three. That will be uploaded as soon as possible. We were away, so we couldn't upload that. Um, but that won't happen again in the future. For any of our listeners out there, the far and the few, <laughs> um, <laughs> loyal listeners, we have after two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, so let's start off with Shazam, Fury of the Gods. So, Zachary Levi's back as the title character Shazam. Um, this time around, we're joined by some new villains in the forms of Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as Hespera and Calypso. Um, and obviously, Juman Hunsu as the wizard. Chris, should we go into the story a little bit of, of what the outline of the story was? Do you want to give us a bit of a recap of what happened? Do I want to? <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, two historically good actors. Uh, <laughs> and they played the daughters of Atlas, Hespera and Calypso. Yeah. They're on a journey to recover the magic staff. Yeah, that the wizard had in uh, the first Shazam. That the wizard had in the first one. Um and Shazam gained it, didn't he? At the end of the loss, at the end of the, end of the first Shazam, it didn't. He broke it in half, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And, and left mm-hmm. it on the floor. Um, so yeah, they want to retrieve that and get their magic back, um, summon their powers, and yeah, take over Earth. Any typical baddie superhero story, really. Yeah, it? it's a pretty simple story, yeah. isn't it? Um, let me pull up my notes for the uh, film. So, okay, I thought. We we obviously came out having different opinions of this film. Yeah. I I think first of all we should say to the listeners we went and saw it in 4DX. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyone who hasn't been to a 4DX screen before, that's um, like a completely immersive cinema screen. So the chairs move, water is sprayed in your face, um, smoke comes into the cinema, different scents are pumped in to make you smell different things. All the senses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Um, <laughs> which I think maybe, and maybe this is a bad thing, but I think that maybe increased my liking of the film. I think we obviously had a bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, so George was sitting, uh, just picture this, <laughs> listener. George was uh, sitting on the end of the row, and when you sit on the end of the row, I think you jump about a bit more, <laughs> just because you haven't got the solidity of being in the middle no. or next one. There rows of four. So yeah, George was on the end, and he was getting shucked about left and right centre. I was quite afraid. It's bloody ragdoll. Um... um yeah, but yeah, it was just look uh, over at him. <laughs> different points during the film. Hold on to um, so yeah, it was weird though because wasn't it? Because it was funny not to laugh. Like when you're getting shoved about, it did throw you about a lot it, more than I thought laugh it would. A lot. I mean, we've been to a 48 screen before, but yeah. I don't remember it quite being as jolty as that. I think the last one I went to was Venom. The was new it Venom? And oh, it was yeah. surprisingly quite movement heavy. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I was a bit. Imp- I was yeah impressed with it. But yeah, it does take you away from the film a bit. I wouldn't want to see a dramatic. No, I wouldn't want to see a film, film that I wanted it, to you know, really enjoy. Like I really wanted to see. Um, but I think that's why we chose for for this film because we weren't going we in. We weren't too bothered, bothered about it. No, yeah. I. I mean, Shazam is probably my favorite DC character. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't Batman. know. Nah. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. That. I did not um, know. That. I'm not massive into comics and that, but yeah, Shazam yeah. is probably my favorite one, just because of the. Uh, Injustice mobile game. 
you know you've got i think you've got a bit more <laughs> childish immature yeah, yeah, <laughs> so oh, humor, okay. so yeah you're gonna laugh about that stuff but yeah for me there was a bit where he catches the car uh, 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 i think this is the first laugh i had in the film in the very like first few scenes there's a bridge collapsing and the car kind of falls off and he catches it but the woman is listening to that song i need a hero yeah. on the radio yeah. and he just said did i just catch you or you're playing that song i, I just found that quite funny so yeah. maybe i did enjoy it a little bit more because i had a bit more um a bit more immature humor but no i thought it was good i liked the family family dynamic i quite liked there's quite a few funny pieces in there especially with the um one of the kids you know when they're all saying their truths and he comes out and says something i won't spoil it but he's just uh, yeah. quite funny again that's did you find that funny no not really it's a bit of a cheap laugh but i found it quite funny because there's this one character who is just there used as a token character yeah yeah i, I get that Your token fat person <laughs> let's make him yeah no, but I thought he was funny i liked it I don't, I don't know because no, at the start he was the only one who wasn't with the group was he the only mean, one without his powers yeah uh, he? he lost was his he powers the first, first one to lose his powers so it was just, yeah so most of the shots at the start is everyone in with their powers and then just this one fat kid well okay I don't want last. to spoil too much what happens exactly, but, yeah, but, but yeah okay yeah. I get what you're saying it's a bit of a token but I don't know, I thought some of the jokes were quite funny. Um, going on to the villains then, um, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, and then there's also a bit of a twist, but we won't ruin that. Um, what did you think of them? I thought they were the best part of the film. Did you? You yeah. like them? Especially Lucy Liu. Obviously, when Helen Mirren's in it, I think it's everyone by surprise. Oh, mm. Why is Helen Mirren doing this kind of film? Yeah, she does do and a bit still of think like, that, really. fine in the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lucy Liu's character was... Probably the most prominent, wasn't she? She was the villainous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, what I did, did I? Yeah, I did like the difference. What can I say? Yeah, don't spoil anything. Yeah, I mean the end, the end sequence, mm-hmm. um, the end part. If we're gonna do the plot structure of beginning, middle, end, the end part. I did kind of like, um, but then did I like the end of the film because it means I could leave. <laughs> but you always say that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did like that, and yeah, she was probably the best part of the film. Um, I quite like the dynamic between the two sisters. Yeah, um, I think, and you don't see like people, uh, women of those ages. Yeah, doing action on screen, doing yeah, action films. So it's quite refreshing, but. Um, and I, I just think also, like, one of them's a lot older than the other one. And one of them's kind of mm-hmm. wanting to restore their home using the, the staff. Yeah. Because their home's kind of died off, like, in, like, the God world. Um, and the other one kind of wants to get revenge. And I quite like that dynamic where they're like, well, should we be enacting a revenge on humankind? And yeah. I quite like that. It was a bit different rather than just having one villain who, you know, get Because usually that would be, like, the hero. Yeah, yeah. That would be what the hero saying yeah. when you had two villains, yeah. So I quite like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I just enjoyed that. I thought the villains were good in this. I thought they were good. I do think I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because I'm going to my cons a little bit. I did think they were quite a generic villain again. And I like the dynamic between the two. Um, and I liked kind of how they were betrayed, but... We've seen gods like coming and fighting superheroes before. We saw it in Wonder Woman. Yeah. We've seen it like with Black Adam. Mm-hmm. It's just it's kind of the same sort of thing again. I was bored, and I think if it was a different character, like at the end of the first Shazam film in the end of credits scene, you get the little caterpillar. Is it caterpillar or, or worm? No, I think he's a worm. I we went through in spoilers. <laughs> no, no, just the first film. First film. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But that is an end credit scene. But mm. I don't think it's a spoiler really. Because what's it going to lead on to as the DC universe yeah. is kind of crumbling underneath itself? But you get the um, the worm at the first, the end of the credit scene in the first film, and like I don't know why they didn't just carry on with that. He's quite a big Shazam mm. character, well, like yeah. villain. Maybe so they should have just carried on with that. Yeah. I felt um, rather than these gods coming back and doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the last my last pro point was that. I quite liked in the film Billy's kind of becoming 
the young boy version of Billy, mm-hmm. he's not really shown very much, is he, in the no. film? No. And I think my reason for that is is that he's getting a lot older, the actor. Yeah. I think he's like 20 now. Um, I think he looks more like a man. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they try to not really have him in the film very much. Otherwise, you'd be thinking, why is this like young man turning into like a middle-aged man? A, a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and that was my other fucking thing I was really annoyed about. <laughs> the sister... Doesn't oh yeah, change he, actress. The sister, Mary Bromfield. Mary Yeah, Bromfield. Doesn't change the actress doesn't change from the kid version to the superhero but was version. She... Every other kid changes. Except her. Except for her. Which I've read a few things that about just... that. Ugh. And I think in the comics, I don't know if the older sister in the family changes either. I don't know if they change like her style in the comics, but I get what you're saying. Like it doesn't. It just seems like it doesn't make sense. But no. it, it didn't really take me out of it too much um, because of that. I didn't really mind that. Um, but yeah, Billy, the young version of Billy, he's aging out of foster care, mm-hmm. or, or like what they think he's going to age out of foster care. He's turning eighteen, and he was worrying about that in the film. And for me, I think I wish they lent into that a bit more. They they kind of bring that point up, but it's not really explored very much. Do you think? Nah, I think it gets mentioned, and could he worries have had about him. Sort of, well, like it could have the, been a bigger if, plot yeah, point. Yeah, if the villains sort of manifested something that made him move away from his home, felt like he was getting kicked out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you saw him going through the care system. Yeah. And then maybe having to to become Shazam at points to kind of impress the bullies or get the bullies mm. off him or something. Then maybe yeah, that would have been quite good. Well, for me, I guess uh, you just talking there has made me think like it would probably have been more of a. It'd be in a better direction to go, okay, we'll get him out. Because the whole f- first film is about coming together as a family. So if they took him away from his family, that would have been quite an interesting dynamic. And mm. in the film, he's always saying, you know, we're all together in this. And, you know, that'd be quite interesting to pull him away from the family and see how that dynamic kind of works. So that'd be quite interesting. But like you said, I think it's just aimed at kids. And it's just a light-hearted film. Um, Sorry. Should have researched this before. Right. But we can add it in. Do you want to talk about So now? the Mary Bromfield character. Yeah. She was different in the first film. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to you. Yeah. I think she was recast. But scheduling conflicts and salary negotiations. So who was the actress in the first film? Oh. Do you know? Michelle Borth. Michelle Borth. She did change, but for this one, they keep her the same. So she did change in the first one, but yeah. this one. Okay. Oh, it's just, come on. It's obviously a big frustration for you, but I, I didn't feel like it was that big of a deal. Maybe so, someone so noticeable though. You thought is that noticeable? It's so noticeable, yeah. Like I mean, because then she's I... supposed to be this girl like, through the film. She's obviously the oldest, uh, the oldest kid. She's already aged out, but she's working, mm-hmm. providing for the family, paying rent to yeah. their two foster parents. Um, so that's sort of like a plot point for the film. Oh, this girl's trying to go away, and then that's sort of used to sort of inspire Billy, yeah, um, to go. No, bug your ideas up, go and get a job, you need to start providing. Hmm. You're not just aging out, you can still stay here. Um and yeah, and then to not uh, yeah, to not change that you need to have that distinction between two characters. And using the same actress as a superhero and the, you know, quote normal person mm-hmm. just doesn't work. Okay, fair enough. Um for me, I'm, well, I'm sorry that it took you out of the film so much, but for me, it didn't really affect it that bad. Um, I think that's about it, really, for me. For me, because I, I did enjoy it. I think the only thing I find is that it was, it did feel just like I was in a kids' film. There's no real, which is weird because there was no kids watching it when we went. No, but it was quite late. It was late, when we went. but it's just, it's obviously it's bombed. Like that, it's not. It's not. It's not done as well as they hoped yeah, it would do. It's bombed. It's done pretty well. Was it? Yeah. Um, I I don't think it's done as well as they hoped, but I just felt like a lot of the action in it was just didn't have many consequences. Um, mm. I didn't feel like the characters were learning anything. Um, and yeah, it just didn't really have a message for me. But you know, it's it's just a na- generic action film. And if we compare this to Ant Man. Which is the other superhero film we've watched. Mm-hmm. Recently, yeah. In that, at least you got the threat of the villain. Yeah. Like, in this one, yes, the villains were threatening. Were threatening but again, you always thought, oh, they're going to find a way out of this. 
Yeah. It's going to happen. Which and is what happens in most superhero films, because that's what happened. The good guy's got to win, but... And something happened at the end. Yeah. And... Oh. Something happens at the and end. And obviously something happens that does change things. But like it, it didn't change film, things, but... did it? No. And and it, that didn't surprise me that they didn't stick to it. And I was just like, oh. And, mm. and we can say this, because it's not a spoiler, because I think it's in quite a lot of the trailers now. But Wonder Woman returns in this. Yeah, again. At the end. And I was just like... Didn't like it. She comes in. She's in there for two seconds. She doesn't feel like she's in the room with any of the other actors. And I actually read about it. She wasn't actually, on the stage with any of the other actors. Yeah. They actually had a stand-in um, stunt double who did like her body double. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she just acted and they basically like, yeah. me- me- meshed her to And again, target it to young kids. It's all about getting Shazam and Wonder Woman together. Yeah. And Shazam trying to chat her up. Yeah, I just yeah, found this that. This is fucking Wonder yeah. Woman, man. Yeah. And I, I'm, and the other thing is, I'm honestly confused. I mean, obviously, I would say we're both Marvel fans. I'm not a DC. I'm not a Marvel fanboy. Like, I don't hate on DC, but I'm a big lover of DC comics. So I'm just sad that they to see it crumble the way it is. Yeah. And the I'm, worst thing about this one is that you know James Gunn's come up with the whole DC slate. Mm-hmm. This doesn't fit into anything. Well, that's what I was about to say. So it's a standalone I hope, thing. I hope James Gunn so, breathes life back into DC. But that's why a lot of people, you say it's bombed. I don't think it's bomb bombed, but yeah, this is why people just giving it's up done on it. worse than expected because why do you need to go and pay your money yeah, to see it? Yeah. It's a fun action movie that you can go and watch and turn your brain off for two hours, yeah. but it's got no. I don't, I don't and I think with like film franchises being what they are these days, people are expecting it to connect or to move on or lead into something else. Mm. And it doesn't... I, I mean, that's a bad thing. Maybe it's a good thing, but yeah, it's just not drawing in audiences. Um, and there are two post-credit scenes in this. Yep. And I, I have no idea what either two of them were leading into. I mean, I'm going to talk about it. If you don't... <laughs> only because I'm frustrated. If, if you don't want to hear this, we're going to spoil the two post-credit scenes, but they're not really spoilers because I don't know where they're going to lead into. But the first post-credit scene is the two characters from what's the TV show called? You watched it with John Cena, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. So you've got the two agents from Peacemaker, one of whom is actually James Gunn's wife in real life. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously just getting a paycheck from <laughs> from James Gunn for everything. Yeah, and they they turn up and they they speak to Shazam, and he's there like just being a kid. He hasn't learned anything from the film. He's just shooting balls with lasers around his fingers mm-hmm. and they say to him oh you know do you want to be on the Justice League and he's like oh yeah I'll be on Justice League and he goes crazy no, no. Justice Society oh so that's it yeah he yeah. expects they're going to ask him to be on Justice, on League, Justice League but she says they're going to be on Justice Society so to me is that going to lead into anything yeah because I think it'd be in Peacemaker season 2 you really think that's going to happen I think it, yeah, I think it should be, but I don't. Yeah, maybe and is that be. gonna? I mean, I haven't seen Peacemaker, but you said not seen Peacemaker. Good. No, I haven't watched it yet. But you say it's good. It's just because I'm like, why should I now? It's really good. It is good. It's really good. Probably the best TV show. Yeah. Not DC. including Arrow, Flash, all that. I've all that's a different type kind of thing. Yeah, but you love that. But um, yeah, this is probably the best TV show of DC. But to be fair, they haven't done. They've really done yet. anything else other than the CW shows. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's not that's not hard to hit, but yeah, yeah. you said it's no, good. But it, is, it is probably good. But so I don't know. Is that gonna are they gonna do a second season of that? And yeah. is that gonna lead into yeah, the new DC? They are going it to sets it up. Yeah. So is that? But then is that gonna lead into the new DC films? Uh, well, uh, no, I don't think it will. Well, it depends because obviously on this new slate. Uh, they've got these all these two hit TV programs, haven't they? The one I'm yeah. most excited for is the whole Green Lanterns one. Yeah. Based on sort of true detective vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but is has the so Peacemaker been maybe put in they're all sleep? interconnected, like, like Marvel does now, with all their TV shows. They all interconnect with the Netflix films. ones and stuff. Yeah, I, I get think that. it's all going to be the same thing. Okay, well, if that does lead into that, then I, I hope it's good. Um, but then, like, how do you put Shazam in that? I just don't get it. But anyway. And then the second... But the whole thing with Shazam is he's been like that for the whole the whole time. So there's the whole dispute, you know, going back to Shazam. He was called um fuck. What was he called? 
Do you like the history of Shazam? Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah. So he was called Captain Marvel. The original Shazam, Shazam, Shazam comic was mm-hmm. actually called Captain Marvel like, by another company who I can't remember their name now. But then they stopped doing it and DC's brought out a character with similar powers to this Captain Marvel. You sure Captain um, Marvel wasn't owned by DC in the first place? You sure? I'm not sure about that. I think Captain Marvel was owned by DC Incognito. in the first place. And I think they had Captain Marvel, but they changed it to Shazam because I think Marvel, there was the disputes. Because they were because, sued. Yeah, Marvel had Captain Marvel as well. And they changed it, yeah. So I think that's why it changed, right, right. but yeah. Fawcett Comics. All right, okay. Oh. Alright, so yeah, Forza Comics brought out Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. DC sued them because they said we well, are just okay. copying Superman. Right, okay. Which I guess it is. Yeah. Um, and then they licensed the rights to DC. Who then turned it into who Shazam? Who then got all the things and they turned it into Shazam. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, and what was your point about that? You've forgotten now. <laughs> Take it all out, right? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm um, uh, but yeah, like I just think, where is it? Is it going to lead into Peacemaker season two? And you know, hopefully it will. And then the second post credit scene was with the worm. The worm's back, mm. and um, you've got who played the Doctor from the first film? Mark, Mark Strong. Mark Strong. Yeah, you got Mark Strong. He's back as Doctor Shivago or whatever his name is. Shivago. Shivago. And he's speaking to the worm. The word, and... No, Shivago. Dr. Shivago. I was going to say, it's not Dr. Shivago, is it? <laughs> Dr. Savannah. Savannah. And then Mr. Mind, the worm. Mr. Mind is the worm, yeah. And the worm kind of, it's a bit of a gag, really. The worm comes in and he mm. says, oh, where have you been? I've been there in two years. Again, it's nothing, years. is it? There's That's no what I mean. consequence to it at No, all. he says, oh, I've been here for two years, which actually in the timeline of the inverse films isn't right. It's like it's been more than two years. Yeah. And the worm says, oh, sorry, oh, my plan is ready. Oh, we can break you out and do all this. And he's like, oh, actually, I need to do one more thing. And he goes away. And Dr. Savannah's like, oh. It's just like, okay, was that needed? Do you really need to record that scene? Is that going to lead into anything? No. It's just a bit of a gag, really. So we we sat through the whole of the credits <laughs> for that, which was a waste of time. But overall, I think if we, if we give our rating, um, our, our time rating, if it was me, I would probably give... Yes, I would go and spend time watching this. Um, especially if you've got kids um, and you want to take them to like a Friday, Saturday night action film that you can just kind of all switch off and have a laugh with. I think kids would find it quite funny. Um, especially in 4DX if you can afford that. But it's unreasonable prices really. Um, but it's it's a good, like, enjoyable film to watch and just kind of switch off to. Um, which sometimes I don't enjoy it. But in this I quite liked it. It was quite good. Chris, what's your rating? Obviously, I wouldn't see it again. Yeah. And I think it's different from Marvel. With Marvel, I feel like you can go to any Marvel film, mm-hmm. even if you're not a fan of Marvel, which is hard nowadays because it's everywhere, but, and you can sort of Fall in love get along with, with it. Yeah. With these. I don't think you can. No, I agree with that. I think it odd. I think you'd be... For this film, I think it's different. I think... I mean, my girlfriend came along with us and she hasn't seen the first Shazam. Um, But I think she kind of enjoyed it like, and she could like understand it. So mm-hmm. I think with this film, you could kind of just go in and enjoy it as like a an action film. Um, But no, yeah, something like Black Adam, it might lose some people, you're right. Um, But no, I'd go see it, um, especially if you enjoy DC. I think it was one of the better DC films. Definitely better than Black Adam for me. What about you? And you saying you wouldn't go see it? You wouldn't recommend it? Nope. Okay. Without Shazam. What a sad state of affairs for DC. <laughs> Moving on to our next film then. Um, we were in and saw 65, didn't we, this week? Um, which stars Adam Driver. Ariana Greenblatt, I think I'm pronouncing that right, and um, Chloe Coleman. The basic premise for this was, well, let me do something here, because I found this quite interesting. I was looking at this on IMDb today. Go on. So, on IMDb, the description for the film is, an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. Mm -hmm. Now, that's quite intriguing, I found. I 
So that's quite an intriguing, you know, premise. Like, go and see that. However, and I think I'm going to say we're going to do spoilers for this film. Because I think it's hard to not talk about it without doing spoilers. Because there's not much to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, beware. 65, we're going to we're gonna talk about spoilers. We're going to go straight into spoilers. So, if you want to go into 65 without knowing anything... Oh, well, no. We can do a little premise before. Okay, I'll do a little well, premise you, before. You've explained the IMDb one, but... But then I, I feel like there if, is more to it. if yeah, but then if you start talking more about it, are you not spoiling it then? Because what I was about to say mm. was, I watched a trailer for this film and it spoiled it in the trailer for me. And I think if you went into this film with just that description, an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet, only to discover he's not alone. If you go in with that and you don't watch any of the trailers or we don't don't listen to us anymore, I think you'll have a better time. Do you not agree? Yeah. So but I think that's what the trailer was good for because it didn't really get. I don't think the trailer gave much away. The trailer gave it all away for me. But that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying let's just go jump straight into spoilers. So there you go. That's the premise of the film. I think if you want to go watch it, go watch it. I, I'm i not going to recommend it. And what? You, I would. I liked can, it. I enjoyed it. You can come back to the spoilers to kind it. of hear why I didn't enjoy it. But Chris is recommending it. So When I recommend a film, you know it's good. <laughs> He's hard to please. He's hard yeah. to please. Okay, right. Spoiler territory then. Spoilers. Right, so let's go off this IMDb one. An astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. First of all, he's not really an astronaut. Well, no, he's a pilot, is he? isn't he? Yeah. yeah. The mysterious planet, which is good. I like this. Twist. Yeah. Okay, so did you not get this on the trailer? No. Right, so it's a film about someone who crash lands on the planet. The dinosaurs, yeah. Which has got dinosaurs on it. Oh, wait, yeah, sure. Which, yeah, it's got dinosaurs on it, and it's called 65. 65. Years ago, yeah, and I'm pretty sure in the trailer it says 65 million years ago, someone crash landed on this planet. Yeah, I suppose, but right? then I didn't, I wasn't thinking. Okay, well, that, so I saw the trailer for this film, I thought, yeah. well, fuck me, you've, you've given it away straight away. So mm-hmm. I know now in this film they're going to crash land and it's going to be Earth. Mm-hmm. So let's just give a quick. So that's that's my first grievance with this film, right? <laughs> and that's why I wanted to jump straight into sports. Let's go over a quick premise of the storyline. So very quickly, you learn that he they they live on this other planet. They're basically aliens. They're not humans, although they are humans, which is which I found strange. They're humans. Well, they don't necessarily come out and say they're humans, but they very they look human. They talk English. They have very English customs. Um... But it's, you, you start with him and his wife and his daughter yeah. and he says to his daughter that he's going to go for, away for two years on this travelling expedition which you don't get any no. backstory as to why no. he needs to do that. You, you understand that he's a pilot but they don't say what the mission is or why they're doing it. He then takes off in space. You see him, he's in space. There's a problem with the ship. The ship crash lands. Um, you you find out there's there's bodies on the ship that are in like cryo sleep and then obviously you find out when he's on this planet there's dinosaurs mm-hmm. right so that's that's basically oh and, and he releases one of the pods we're in spoiler so I'm just gonna say he releases <laughs> one of the pods this girl's in it she's the last survivor of all the people on the ship mm-hmm. and he's trying to get her to safety so that they could fly off the earth and get picked up by their people right for me <laughs> going back to my notes if if you could see uh, listeners, my notes. I think I've got about three pro points, and the rest are all cons. I've got about ten con points. Let's start off positive. The pros. I liked the initial story of the idea. Right. I liked the thought of them being a different race of people out in far off space, and that they crash land on Earth sixty five million years ago, and there's dinosaurs. Yep. Quite an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. The fact that they give that away in the first like two minutes of the film, because it comes up with. Like text, doesn't it? Saying, yeah, it's like mum was Star Wars, didn't it? Yeah, it was a like Star Warsy text. I won't be able to remind. I'll tell you, audience, what it says. But it's a quote, isn't it? It basically quotes something, and then before the main title card comes up, which comes up about twenty minutes into the film when they crash land. Yeah, he crashed land. I like that. Like yeah, but then it open, said it, it said they crash landed on Earth. So it tells you it's Earth mm. within the first ten minutes. So you know, like, okay, this is Earth. There's dinosaurs. To me, it would have worked a lot better if they didn't give that away and you, you think they've just crash-landed on this planet and then you kind of in your head start to think, oh, there's dinosaurs, this is Earth. But maybe they were worried that the audience maybe wouldn't have picked up yeah, on that. Yeah, dinosaurs didn't exist anywhere else, did they? Well, it doesn't matter. Well, the Humans didn't exist anywhere else 65 million years ago, but 
that we know of. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, for me, I think it would have worked better. But maybe they were worried that the audience wouldn't pick up that it was Earth. Um, yeah, for me, like, why couldn't they not tell you there's dinosaurs and you're thinking, well, maybe this is Earth. And then at the end, as they're leaving, they get a transmission saying, oh, this is Earth. Or something, or they say, we'll call this planet Earth. Or, or something, so, yeah. I don't know, something just like put a little bit of twist on the end. So, so I like the initial story idea. Um, I think my next positive point was it was a good performance by the little, by the girl, Ariana. Yeah, it's only 14. Is she 14, is she? 14, 15, yeah. Ariana Greenblatt. And I think we have to mention that she doesn't speak English in the film. She right. speaks like another language to Adam Driver. Um, and I think even though she doesn't obviously speak English for most of the film, um, she's done, she acts quite well. And I think mm-hmm. she like portrays her emotions and everything quite well. And you do kind of feel for her sometimes. Um, and her relationship between her and Adam Driver's characters, I think through parts of the film is fun to watch. Um, I think you, know, you do enjoy the, the dynamic between the two of them. Yep. Um, why don't you give us your positives, Chris? What what you what did you enjoy about the film? Well, that's what was engaging. I, you don't really see a story like this often, that often. Um, yeah, I thought the effects were quite good. Um, the only, the downside is that it gets into it far too quickly. Like he's there with his daughter, one minute saying goodbye. Next minute, he's sort of straight on the ship, and oh, he's not just on. He's not just driving the ship. He's transporting 20, 20 other people, yeah. um, either back or, t- again, that's well, not that's really clear. Yeah. Is it back from the exposition or is it to the exposition? Well, he's been gone I for two years, back. so I think it's back. Yeah. But then, what the hell is the exposition? Like, give us some context, yeah. man. Because there's nothing. All you see are the people in the pods. Yeah. They go through a, a massive asteroid shower, which turns out to be a little precursor to the actual massive meteoroid that knocks out the dinosaurs and all that. But, um. Yeah, go for this meteor shower. Shit breaks. And then he says, he definitely said three pods are out there. They find one, it's done, person's dead. Yeah. Second one. It's the little girl. It's the little girl. Yeah, I I think he may they have didn't done, find you know? that one. And and yeah, they just Where's the other one? Yeah. Unless maybe he did find it and we just didn't remember oh, from the no, film. No, no, no. But he did not find it. He did not find it. Because the other ones they find are at the end when he finds the rest of the ship. Yeah. And obviously her parents are there. Um, yeah. So that was really annoying. But apart from that, okay. I actually thought it was good. I thought I thought the dinosaurs were quite threatening. I thought the effects were really? quite good. Yeah. Oh. Okay. My other gripe for this film is I don't think half the dinosaurs are in this film were actually real dinosaurs in the time period that they say. Well, they must have been. They can't just make up a dinosaur. Mate, they're like four-legged, like, predator dinosaurs. Mate, that I, I just don't... We learned about the dinosaurs in, like, year two. Yeah, do you remember learning about... Fucking... <sighs> there were pterodactyls in the skies. There were T-Rexes. Yeah, there was, like, a couple of T-Rexes, yeah. There wasn't any bronchosaurus, though. There was massive like four-legged animals that... Yeah, there's no triceratops, no... And maybe they weren't around since five millions ago. But so you're I, saying was... they were too advanced now? I just think you like the basic dinosaurs. I wanted that you know. the dinosaurs that you know that like come straight to mind. Yeah, the Brontosaurus like, with the massive long yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, like what is having chains leaves. Velociraptors. There's Velociraptor. There were yeah, yeah, characters yeah, in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Adam Driver. I love Adam, love Adam Driver, Driver, and I think Amazing. in most films, I really enjoy watching his performances. In this film, I I, I have no idea if it was him or his agent or or, or who told him. This was a good film to do. Um, he's very cold in this film. You find out halfway through the film that his daughter's died. And I think maybe that's why he's given such a cold performance. And I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to have him be cold to the girl. And then she wins him over because obviously his daughter's died and he sees his daughter in her. And they kind of, you know, he starts to feel sorry for her and like they start to build their relationship. Now, maybe this would have been more enjoyable if The Last of Us hadn't just finished. Right? And I think that's so unfortunate for this film. And this is one of my main points I write down. We've just watched... That's a great point. Eight or nine episodes of The Last of Us who have done this plot line a thousand times better. Mm. And obviously you've got to give the dues that it was a TV series, so they've got eight or nine hours longer to, to develop that relationship. But it was so unfortunate this film's come out around this time where we've just seen... 
two people, exactly the same thing. A man who's lost his daughter and is having to transport this young girl somewhere. And they've done it a hundred times better. And you feel for that relationship and you feel the connection between the two of them. And by the end, you're really rooting for these characters. And in this film, they try and do it within a two and a half hour film. And it jumps in it straight at the start. You, you just don't feel for him. Mm-hmm. Like... There's no connection there, is there? There's no connection there. And, and when you find out his daughter died, I, I'm quite an emotional person. I, I'll admit I, I do tear up at some films when, you know, characters die and that. But when his daughter died, I couldn't give less of a shit. She finds, like, these holograms of her daughter, like, talking and saying, like, she hates him because he's left her and she's dying from a terminal illness. But I don't give a fuck. Like, we, the first scenes we see of him, are him standing on a beach, and he doesn't, like laugh and run around with his daughter or hug her or pick her up or play with her he, he almost doesn't want to go and talk to her that he's leaving for two years yeah and it's just like fucking there's no emotion and i don't know i think maybe that turned me off to adam driver from the very start and i just wasn't really enjoying it um i thought that was just weird it was odd and the fact that they don't explain where they've been on this mission was odd um yeah so for me that that was and then uh, so I was thinking about this today writing my notes um, I think the fact okay so this is the other thing that I compare it to the fact that Ariana Greenblatt's character um, I don't know the character's actual name do you Chris I think she plays the character's name is Koa mm-hmm. Koa um, she doesn't speak English and that yeah. made, immediately made me think of Logan yeah the Marvel film Logan mm. where it's a similar thing a man transporting a girl the girl doesn't speak English, right? But I enjoy Logan a lot more. Not just because it's a Marvel film or a superhero film, but I enjoy it a lot more because you feel that relationship, you feel them connect. Obviously, Wolverine, or Logan, sorry, doesn't like the little girl, and he sees her as a burden. And then they kind of work as a symbiotic relationship because they both kind of help each other in sticky situations, like fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you feel that relationship develop. In this, there's just no development for me. And... Adam Driver, he kind of gets annoyed because she does stupid stuff, this girl. Um, like, she screams and attracts dinosaurs. Or, you know, the only one thing she does do is she helps him put some rope up. And it was yeah. quite funny. She she tied around a thousand trees before she gave it back to him. That was a funny bit, yeah. And that was quite, bit, quite funny. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there were little bits, glimmers of hope, where I thought, <laughs> yeah, it's good. There, there's some life to this story. And I think, I don't know who the writers are. Um I don't know if they've done anything. So the writers was it was by Scott Beck. What else has he written? Let's have a look. Right. Okay. He wrote the screenplay for A Quiet Place. Yes. I right. About that now. Yeah. Which yeah. is mad because you think about the relationships in that film mm-hmm. and how well those relationships are handled. Oh, maybe did he just run out of time? Both of them did. Yeah. He's also doing the screen story for the the Bogeyman. Yeah, that trailer we saw that was really mm. scary. I mean, again, I did think it was scary at points. Not, not that I wasn't scared, but I didn't think there was a bit of threat in there. You thought there was? I believe, yeah. No. I mean, it's not Jurassic Park level. I mean, obviously, when everyone comes out, you go, oh, shit, okay, Jurassic it was, Park. And that. But, it was, yeah, but there were, there were like jump scares in the film. Yeah. But they weren't scary. No. I mean, I think one got... I mean, obviously, Stuart isn't with us on the podcast today, but he's, he's on holiday. But I think one... One jump scare did get the three of us, but the rest didn't. I mean, there was one bit where they're in the caves and there's that dinosaur that you mm-hmm. can't see. And do you know what it reminded me of? I, was, I nearly lost it in the cinema. It reminded Insidious. me of the barbarian. Barbarian? Yeah, when they're down in the corridor yeah, and there's like the thing yeah, running yeah. around. I nearly lost it. I was <laughs> thinking about that. Baba. I like that. That's very really funny. But no, I um, I just didn't find it scary. Um, like I said about like the, the relationship, I just didn't think there was enough time for them to build a relationship or like, I just don't think it was handled very well. Um, and may- maybe it is just me. Maybe I just had enough, maybe just because I enjoyed Last of Us so much and I was comparing the two and maybe I shouldn't be comparing the two. I just think they did it so much better. Um, but you enjoyed it. I think yeah. Stuart enjoyed it, didn't he? I would have liked at the end for maybe them to not get away or maybe he was sort of like sacrificed himself, which he did think was going to happen at one point. Yeah, I, I would like to if he go, sacrificed himself he, yeah. when he was fighting the T Rex. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, the other thing I didn't—I mean, I did like the film. I found it threatening. I thought it was something new. Um, 
good acting, obviously. The other thing I didn't like is that whenever there was a dinosaur mm-hmm. there, yep. you're so, all right, but where's the bigger one? Where's the bigger one? And yeah, of course, yeah. oh, yeah, at the end, we're going to get to the absolutely massive one. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think it was good. Like, the way he killed the dinosaur at the end, going over the little, uh, well. I can't even remember. How did he kill it? Well, it's like the volcano's forming. Oh. That's the ground crumbling. So you got all the <sighs> hot pressure. Yeah, but it's just like, it's so boring of a way of killing it. wasn't boring. I don't think that's boring. <sighs> okay, all right. Well, each other own. But I just, yeah. I did find it interesting. It, it ends with like him fighting three Tyrannosaurus Rexes or like some <laughs> imitation of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And... How does he kill? I can't even. I can't, this is so bad. I can't even remember how bad it was. Like what the ending was. But he shot one. Some somehow they kill these three T Rexes. One was near his ship, and he killed it. Mm-hmm. And then a big animal with four legs, not a T Rex. I thought it was T Rex at first, but no, it has four legs. And then he's running. Oh, he's also hurt his leg. He's damaged his leg. <laughs> yeah, and he's running away from this massive dinosaur with four legs. That, like, if he took four strides, it would probably be one stride for this dinosaur. He's running away for it for what seems like five minutes. And this thing doesn't catch him up. <laughs> and then he manages to leap over this, like, small like volcano in the ground that then shoots out hot-pressured water that he hopes will, like, burn the face off this dinosaur. Which doesn't work the first time, but then somehow works the second time. Where's the consistency? Anyway, I I think, as this can tell, I didn't enjoy it. I was It was a waste of time for me. I'll definitely go and see Shazam before I go into this again. No way. No way. But there you go. Each time we obviously had different experiences. Um, I'm I'm a big lover of dinosaurs, so I enjoy a good dinosaur <laughs> film. But yeah, this just wasn't. Wish handled. they would have stayed on Earth, huh? Huh? You wish they would have stayed on Earth. Well, I just yeah. Well, like, live with them. See if we can cohabit for a bit. <laughs> when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, maybe there's gonna be a really good twist to this. There at the end, you're gonna find out that they were like the start of the human race. Yeah. Which I thought would have been quite interesting. Like, they're obviously humanoid yeah, people. A bit creepy. Well, the fact that she's a little girl, but maybe he found the third pod and it was a woman. And he got her mum. No, not her mum. But I'm saying it was just one of the other women from the ship. Right. And maybe they as a family dad. No, but he can go back to his wife. Can't he? Ah, oh, fuck his wife, man. They've lost their daughter. <laughs> you might just fuck his wife. <laughs> nah, that's horrible. But <laughs> That's the whole thing. He's going to go back to his wife now with her. That's gonna be there. Was yeah, because she lost her parents as well. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying, but but then you don't see that. They could have put that on the end of the film. Well, they don't need be... to. Oh man, it's showing just... you that. They don't need to bloody tell you it clearly, do they? I just had no emotional connection to this film. That's all. I just thought there was gonna be a good twist at the end, where it was like, oh, you know, they're the first people on Earth or whatever, and you know, because they're humanoid looking, it, it's the way they the kicked off the humans. I don't know, but I just, yeah, I think I just came out of this film thinking, what was the point of that? There was actually no need for it. Um, but that's my opinion. So I, I would say it's not even a movie that you could just go and switch off and, and watch. It's, it's boring. It's just boring. I find it slow. But anyway, I'm obviously slaying it and Chris is obviously giving it a good review. So it's that's oh, a tied opinion. It's a bit like Shazam. This is a very tied <laughs> episode. We, we, we've, you haven't got the free person dynamic this episode. No, so you haven't got... Very you haven't got Stuart to kind of yeah. give the sway an opinion, but you know, I've given my points on it. You can go and make up your own mind, or, or come back and listen to the spoilers and see what, if you agree with us, if you agree with me, or agree with Chris. Tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's. I wouldn't recommend going to see N sixty five. I think there's other films out that we're going to go talk about. Cocaine Bear. Screams out, and there's a couple of other films that I would maybe probably spend my time on more than I would 65. Um, maybe wait for it to come to a home release and watch it then. But what do you think, Chris? You'd recommend it, yeah, 100%. Yeah, over other films that are out at the moment or coming out, yeah. But I know you shouldn't compare, but I'm just yeah. we're talking about there's too much content out there. Would you spend your time going to see this film? I'm saying no, I wouldn't advise someone to spend their time going to watch this. Um, but you're saying yeah. yeah yeah okay alright well, I mean it's come go. from nowhere really it hasn't had that much press I don't think no yeah it didn't get much marketing did it like a lot there's a few trailer releases but I was, I was what I think disappointed me more maybe it's because I had too high hopes 
because I find that sometimes I go into a film and I've got low expectations, mm-hmm. i.e. Shazam, yeah. and I come out enjoying it more than I did. I think I went into this maybe with two high hopes that it was going to be, or have a bit of a twist, and it didn't. So maybe that's what let me down. And maybe because it's Adam Driver, you just expect more. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I love Adam Driver's, you know, in Star Wars. I love him in um, The Last Jewel. You know, that was a great film. I, f- I think he's great. You haven't watched that still? I haven't watched that, no. Oh, you need to get on that. Who's the director by the guy? Did Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. It's a great film. It's really, actually, I'd love to speak about it on a podcast of yours. It's on um, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. but it's, we'll, we'll come back to that. But yeah, so that's 65. Chris recommends it. I slated it. <music> Moving on to Cocaine Bear now. Um, We've watched this this week as well. We've had to hit out quite a few going back off holiday. Um, this stars Kerry Russell, Alden Einreich, um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., um, the late Ray Liotta, um, R.I.P., um, and some other characters. Um, but they're the main sort of cast. Um, obviously based on the true story of the bear that got into a some cocaine. What was the year? Well, yeah. No, so no, because the bear... takes a very... Loose... This is obviously a very drama- yeah. dramatised version um, of those events. In real life, drugs dropped from the plane. Yeah. Uh, they find a dead bear. Mm-hmm. This is real life story. Next to him. Yeah. And that's so, it. so the bear sniffed the cocaine Bears and killed kill, him. The bear doesn't kill anyone. Yeah. Um, I think they caught the guy. No, no, he died. The guy died on impact, yeah. Yeah, because he's shooting in open, yeah. which they had to but do. Knew, yeah, yeah. Keep to yeah, in this film. Um, but but yeah. they never found the cocaine, did they? Well, they, they say that still in the film. Some, yeah, some of the cocaine still was. Yeah. That was true. But yeah, this bear does not get up to the the gruesome stuff that he does in this <laughs> in this film, man. Because <laughs> at times it was quite violent, wasn't it? It was a lot more violent than yeah. I've... Well, it's a, what is it, an 18 rating? Or, or is it a 15 or a... It's a 15. Yeah. Yeah, it's fifteen. It says on IMDb, IMDb fifteen. It was it was a little bit more gruesome than I was expecting it to be. Um, mm-hmm. When the film started, and kind of kind of jumped straight into it, I think like the bear sort of is already on cocaine when you, the film starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a few instances where I was like, oh, this is this going to get a bit more gruesome? And then yeah, it very quickly does become a bit more gruesome. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. What did what did you think? Well. We didn't see it straight away, did we? So before I'd seen it, I'd already heard good stuff about it. Yeah. Um, so you said yeah, that's your opinion. Yeah, but it didn't disappoint. No. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny at points. I laughed at points. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't... Obviously, yeah, I get it. It's a bear on cocaine. But, I mean, he's shot. A bear gets shot about four times. Yeah. And when he's running after that, are we going straight into spoilers or? Well, I don't... Uh, I don't look, it's a film running. about a bear that kills people. Yeah. I don't think you can really spoil he's it. He's running after this ambulance. Yeah. And he's moving. Uh, my... And he leaps about <laughs> 20 metres. It's almost a Superman bear. It's, it's, it's ridiculous at points. Um, you got... <laughs> but I think that adds to the film. I think it's, it's quite funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's really taken it too seriously. I think nah, that adds yeah. to that It's just a bit of fun. Of it. And it is. It's quite tongue-in-cheek. Um, yeah. But yeah, the bear is almost invincible in this film, which I found quite funny. And I found it funny that the bear. Who knows? Maybe it would be on cocaine. Well, it we died in real life, so. Yeah, but. We don't know, do we? <laughs> well, you're saying if you fed we a bear small amounts of cocaine over yeah. a matter of time, it would. It's like peanuts, isn't it? Like you chewed <laughs> <laughs> in peanuts nowadays, get off the allergy. Uh, um, but yeah, it kind of goes a bit crazy. It's a bit unrealistic at times, but I think it's a good laugh. It's a great film to kind of just put on and enjoy. Um, yeah. It was obviously directed by Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she did a good job. I thought it was quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I think um, she said she's talking about going on to doing a cocaine shark film. Sure. Thinking about a cocaine shark film, which I also think would be quite funny if like cocaine fell off the back of a drug dealer's boat and a shark gets into it and goes a bit crazy. I thought that would also be quite, quite a funny concept. Um, my standout in this was actually uh, Audrey Einreich. Um I haven't seen him in many things. I saw him playing Han Solo, which I think he got a bit of a bum deal because I actually really enjoyed him as Han Solo in the Star Wars films. Um, I think he's a good actor. 
Um, I know he's been in a few other big films. Have you watched? Have you seen him in much, Chris? No, no, just so no. But I feel I thought he's quite good. I thought he's quite funny in this. Um, he plays kind of the good guy because um, he's like the drug dealer's son of the cocaine. Um, the guy who loses the cocaine is his son, mm-hmm. and he's just lost his wife. And I think it's quite funny <laughs> how he deals with that. Yeah. Um, and I, I do you know what I would really like to see like a a buddy cop film with him and O'Shea Jackson Jr. I thought their dynamic was quite funny, the, the way they played off of each other. Yeah. Um, O'Shea being like the uh, the hard straight guy and him being the sympathetic one. I thought that was that was quite funny. Um, Kerry Russell was quite good in it as like a panicked mum who had lost her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously in the woods to and there's this killer bear on the loose. I thought, I thought it was quite good. I, I'll be honest with you. I do think Kerry Russell and her, the two kids that get lost in the woods... You, you could have done without that storyline. Like I, obviously they had to build yeah. tension of like, you know, could these kids get hurt? But I think if you just did like the two guys looking for the cocaine with this killer bear on the loose, and you had a few people in the park getting killed, I, I think that would have been enough for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kerry Russell really added mm-hmm. massive amounts to the film for me, but it was a good performance um, from her. Um, and also the police. Who's the police officer? Oh, it's brilliant, man. Isaiah Whitlock I mean, Jr., mate. He was so... Is he, is he in The Wire, is yeah. he? No, I've oh. watched that. Everyone keeps having to watch The Wire, right. but he was incredible. And he gets given this... Um, I can't remember what breed of dog it is, but he wants like a, <laughs> a Labrador or a, you yeah, know, a bigger funny. dog, and he gets given this like little tiny yeah. dog with a bow in its hair, like a little chihuahua-type thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really cute with it, and he, he he was really funny, and his dynamic with the drug dealers was quite good, I thought. Um mm-hmm. And obviously, we've got to talk about Ray Liotta. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's passed away now, but this is his last film that he did. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure this is the last film that he did before he passed. It might have been the last one he did, yeah. I don't think it's the last one he's got released. I think he's got a No, but it's the last film he filmed, I think, Late, before yeah. he passed away. Um, I thought he was quite good in it. I mean, obviously, he plays like that sort of Goodfellas gangster role yeah. in it. Um, he just played Ray Liotta. I just thought he was really good. Um <laughs> Yeah, he plays sort of a hard dad that just kind of will do anything to get the money back with the, for the cocaine. Um, but he's quite brutal in it. But I thought, yeah, I thought he was good. Overall, I just thought it was a good, good fun film to watch. Um, it was a good laugh. Obviously, yeah, the end twist. What's the end twist again? Police officer. Police woman. Oh, yeah. Double crossing. Yeah, yeah. And having his dog. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, did that catch you out much? Yeah, I mean, it caught me out that I didn't expect her to be. Well, it's obviously a bit of a spoiler, but like I said, I don't think it really spoils the film. But what the police officer woman who's working with um, Whitlock Junior's character, um, Bob, Bob, in the police department, who who says she'll look after his dog while he's out looking for this bear, she just turns out to be on the drug dealer's side um, and turns on him on the take. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it was a twist. I didn't see it coming, but but for me, it didn't really add anything to the film. Like, it didn't really matter to me. No, it was quite fun. I liked it. Did you? Yeah. I think, Especially because she's got a dog, and it was like, oh, that's... Yeah, you know. he betrayed me and my dog, <laughs> but it, it, from then on, she doesn't really do much. That's what, nah, that's what I'm trying to say. She, yeah. she, Well, she goes... Yeah, yeah, she does leave, yeah. You don't see her for the rest of the film much, so it was like a needless twist, really, for me. But, um... Oh, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I'd definitely recommend it. Ooh, the, the baby bears were cute. The baby bears are cute. Yeah. She's got a couple of cups who are also in cocaine. Mm. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> um, you could almost relate Kerry Russell's character to the bear, couldn't you? Oh, there you go, yeah. We get all now, it's all coming, now it's all coming together. <laughs> um, but no, I, I would. I think that's all I really need to say about it. Have you got anything else to say about it? No, I think when, you, when, you, when it's called Cocaine Bear... You kind of I know mean, what you're expecting. Yeah. People are going to go and watch it on there as mm. well. It's like bloody Sharknado. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How popular that was because it's... I think, I think you're right there. I think the title in itself... like Because I, I know the amount of people I know that have said, oh, I'm definitely going to see that. Mm. Like The fun sort of just the, the, I mean, the, the crazy... The trailer was great, wasn't it? The trailer was the trailer really trailer good was with the 80s sort of aesthetic. Um, I just think with such a crazy title like that, it's going to draw a lot of people in. I think it's a, it was a yeah. great idea by Elizabeth Banks to take this sort of 
crazy story in itself and just like dramatizing it. I think someone else could have made it, took the story and put it in today. What do you mean, sorry? Like, well, they could have took the story of and put it in today's, in 2023, 2022. Oh, yeah, I don't think it mattered what time period it was based in. Uh, But the fact that you've kept it in the time period with the the 80s references and the the, obviously set design. Um, So you could easily see this being done today. Hmm. Um, Yeah, maybe someone connected to bloody you see the success of, success of narcos could have put that whole spin on it um made it a big police because again it just focused on the bear as well it didn't focus on the police much in the whole chase and you've brought in the other new character of Alden uh Alden, Alden Iron Iron character yeah again that's all been sort of manufactured as well so, yeah yeah of course yeah, adapted it I have to say we haven't mentioned one of the characters and I can't fucking yeah. believe who it Jesse is Jesse Tyler Ferguson yeah I've just seen family, yeah. yeah it's Jesse Tyler Ferguson he plays yeah. I thought I recognised him in the front of the film he plays Peter yeah. who's and like and you've got Christopher Hifji from Game of Thrones who was he in that he's the guy at the start whose wife dies mm. bloody Tormund from Game of Thrones Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I did not even recognise yeah. him, man. He looks a lot skinnier in that. Oh, mate, that's mental. Well, okay, so mm. I didn't. So you got Christopher Hivju. Is that is that pronounced right? <laughs> um, Obviously from Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, he plays just like a hiker who's, yeah. whose wife gets absolutely brutally <laughs> murdered in the very first scene of the film. Um but yeah, Chester, Jesse Jesse Tyler Ferguson yeah. plays Peter, who's like the park one of the park mm-hmm. sort of rangers. And I have to say, the other park ranger was fucking hilarious as well. Margot like. Martindale. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's a classic actor. She's, she's probably been in loads. One of the best characters. I say one of the best characters. That she, whole bit she was wants. hilarious. Yeah, she. Oh, uh, uh, this is a spoiler. So you know, if you want to go and completely, we've kind of done a bit of spoilers in this, but when she shoots that guy in the head by accident, <laughs> it was so yeah. funny, mate. <laughs> He's standing in the doorway and she's trying to shoot the bear and bang, straight through his head. And he's, then she gets shot in the arse, doesn't she? His well. friends, yeah. No, she gets bitten. Bit in the arse. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, you fucking bear. <laughs> but obviously Jesse Tyler fucking crowds Peter. Like the other I'm re-watching Modern Family at the moment and he oh, yeah. does that. The accent he does in his, he does like in a Modern Family episode Was he when he's gay just in messing the about with Cam. He, he's very no, camp well, in the film, isn't he? Yeah, like, but his I think that's just character. his accent where he's from. Because obviously... No, the other ranger is trying to impress him. Yeah, that's what... Because she's obviously um, trying to woo him. But yeah. is he gay? Because he comes across very camp. I don't know. He's gay in real life. Yeah, no. But in the film, right. they, they make him very camp, don't they? Yeah. So I didn't know if he's gay, but that, he was hilarious. And the obviously, they're both... Elizabeth Frank was also in Modern Family as well. Elizabeth who? Sorry? Elizabeth Banks, director. Oh, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah, she worked with him. So, in, yeah. In Modern Family, a friend of hmm. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character. I'm just kidding because there's also another character called um, he's played by actor Aaron Holiday, and he's literally just put as a kid here. But I haven't seen him very much. It says he's been in Euthoria. Um, I haven't watched that yet, but he was very good. He's like one. Of, he's just one of the teens who was in the you know the team of the blonde. Well, the other good on you was Henry, uh, Carrie Russell's son. Oh really? What's he? He's from? in Sweet Tooth. Oh, is he the no, main kid in Sweet Tooth? Um. But yeah, I thought Aaron Holiday was quite funny. He was... <laughs> I really enjoyed his character, actually. I thought he was quite funny. He's, he plays like one of these young kids who's in the forest while the bear attacks are happening and he kind of gets He's involved. He's the one that leads them. Yeah, he leads yeah, them to yeah. the stash yeah. where they've stashed cocaine, these mm-hmm. young kids. Um, and he kind of gets caught up with the drug dealers, but he's very funny um, yep. in the midst of it. It was a very <laughs> funny film. Um, but you know, yeah, I, 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 it's a great ride. It's, it is crazy. But um, I was a big fan. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, funny than I thought it'd be. Oh yeah, definitely. I thought it was you a feel lot like it's going to be some really gruesome, just senseless thing, um, just like another film out at the moment. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, again, putting it in the eighties, that bit of comedy on it, sort of Stranger Things vibes, really. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And the bear um, was scary at times. I got a lot more fear from the bear in this than I did. Good effects as well for for the bear, yeah, yeah. Quite yeah. A, what I assume was a low budget film. Mm. Well, I um, guess they spent most of the budget on the bear, but <laughs> like, I, I felt a lot more fear watching this than I did uh, sixty five. That's for sure. 
What? Yeah, like the bear was more threatening than this. You know how this is going to end. But I don't. Sweet you Well, the bear's still killing people. Mate, when the bear's in that room, in the dark room, and he opens the door and it's like drowning, <laughs> I, was, I was a lot more... There's a lot more anticipation of what the bear's going to do next or who he's going to get. Because like, obviously all these characters are fake. I don't know, you know, there's only real life characters who survived. So he could have killed any one of the characters. So to me, oh, there's a lot no more in- characters. Full stop was there. Well, there's the family of Kerry Russell's family. Yeah, but that wasn't there, not real. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So none of the characters yeah. are real. So they, no. they could have killed off whoever they wanted. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's so there's a lot more anticipation than yeah. 65. We've got two main characters who I doubt was going to die at all through the film. True. But yeah, so it was a little bit more fearful for me. But no, I definitely advise going and watch this. It's worth spending your time on. Um, it's a good laugh, and I think most people enjoy it. Just don't take your kids. Well, no, don't take your kids. Yeah. Why would you take your kids, Chris? Well, you couldn't anyway. I was just joking. <laughs> but no, it's good. He's you recommend could, it. Uh, stream it at home. For them. <laughs> recommend it, Chris. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's Cocaine Bear. Um, both recommend it. We did agree on that one. That's um, it's a good, good, good ride. Um, but yeah, so that's the film section. We're going to go on to TV now and uh, talk about The Servant, revisit The Servant and the finale. We're actually going to go and watch it now, pause the podcast, mm. and we'll come back and talk about that. Um, we'll revisit The Mandalorian. We're halfway through that series. And. Um, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you in a bit.